Hi, this is Lauren Grisanti, and you're listening to the Seven Directions podcast. I'm your host, and my guest today is Susanna Merrick Klinkbell. So Susanna is an intuitive aura reader and stylist, and I was so excited to sit down with her. I admired her work from afar, and I was really interested in learning all about what an aura really is how she incorporates that as an intuitive reader and stylist and creative consultant. So we go into how she kind of like first recognized or realized this this was one of her gifts as a child um, and then honing in on it and importance of curating your wardrobe um, and also how she helps clients and brands curate their wardrobes and specific um, pieces to really start off of based off of a reading that she does of their energy. And that's really what her gift is, is she identifies energy and then the colors kind of reveal themselves to her and that person's aura. And then um, she talks about how your clothing is such an important part of um, showing who you are to the world and how she helps people bring that out. Because I know I'm speaking for myself, sometimes when you go shopping and you just have hundreds of choices of things to buy, it's very hard sometimes to know what resonates with you or what's going to bring out your spark. Um, So I love that she's doing this. And it was so fun to learn about these pieces, what she calls her clients joy pieces that she helps them hone in on. And then we also did a little bit of a mini reading. So Susanna went into what my aura looks like um, and how the colors kind of change from your heart to the left side of your head, over your head and over your shoulder and what all of those different colors mean. Um, Yeah, so I had such a fun time speaking with her. If you guys are in New York, check her out. Her website is aurawarenyc.com. She does a lot of events at stores and um, other businesses around Brooklyn and Manhattan. And um, you can also follow her on Instagram at AuraWareNYC. Um, Yeah, so this was one of my favorite episodes. She's so fun and light and energetic and it really shows in the um, conversation as well. So thank you so much, Susanna. I had such a nice time getting to know you and Oraware. I love earrings. But I also like the kind that you can just like leave in and just like sleep with yeah. as well and like keep them in for a week. Just little stones and like things like that. Like or diamonds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a few pairs of those. <laughs> little studs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to meet with me. Mm. Like, 
Thank you. For everyone that's listening, I stalked Susanna on Instagram. <laughs> I saw a picture of her work at some point and I was like, wow, Oraware, what is this? <laughs> and I had to reach out to you and just kind of learn a little bit more. And Well, I'm so glad you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad <laughs> we got to connect. So I really want to get into what seeing an aura really means because maybe some people that are listening are like, what is that? Or is it more of like a feeling or do do you see something visually? Yeah, absolutely. And how that's incorporated into bringing out someone's essence with their outward appearance. Definitely. Um, but before we get into that, like, where are you from? Tell me your story. I am one of six kids. Whoa. I have five brothers. And you're the only girl? I'm the only girl. And I fall like kind of in the middle. I share the middle with one of my brothers. Well, yeah. He likes to say he's the middle child. Yeah. I think I'm more of the middle child. But <laughs> <laughs> so like, because you're what, uh, three and four yeah, or two and three. The, there's the three older than me, okay. and then there's two younger than me. I see. Okay. So okay. I'm number four. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> so, and then I grew up in Texas and Missouri, mm-hmm. and um, my family's originally from Missouri. My parents met there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad actually was attending seminary in Texas, which is why we were in Texas, going to school to get his doctorate to teach uh, Christian education and uh, wow. adolescent psychology. So you we were in the perfect place, Texas. <laughs> it was great. Is it part moved... of the Bible Belt? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we lived there and then we moved to St. Louis and I spent most of my high school years and the better half of my life in mm-hmm. Kansas City, Missouri. Um, my mom was really ill growing up. So we were homeschooled a lot because she yeah. wanted to keep us home and and that was like tough, but it was definitely like a big factor in making me who I am yeah. and, you know, um, kind of even carving the way out for like what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so she was always like very into like, she was a midwife and always like would give us raw almonds before I even knew what raw almonds were. Yeah. I'd always see the mom like, give me the sweet almonds. <laughs> yeah. The ones with like salt on them. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. She'd be like, no, the regular yeah, there you go. Um, they're scrap it <laughs> pretty much. So she was kind of ahead of the game because she knew that stuff was really like important for her mess, and she was already kind of in tune with how the body is. Yeah, with, you know, with you. so that's kind of where I got that gene in me. <laughs> yeah, she kind of paved the way for you to be more aware about wellness, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or you know, nutrition in a least. really like approachable way that really was rooted to your health mm-hmm. and your energy. And who you are and how you present yourself. Yeah. So that I definitely think is a big grounding factor to what I do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you were living in Texas mm-hmm. until you were in high school? Oh, no. I was, we were like six and then we moved to St. Louis. Oh, for, St. Louis. Yeah, and then we okay. lived in Kansas City. But I spent probably a good 11 or 12 years in Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Kansas City. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been. It's changed so much in the last few years. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just a really vibrant young scene there now. And and just, like, really the city itself has embraced, like, community and wellness in a whole new, special way. So I haven't been back in a while, but I need to go soon. Yeah. You still have uh, brothers. I do. My brother and his wife lives there. Everyone else is, like, 
on the move. We're on the move. You're all over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes things, I think, exciting. If you ever want to have a family reunion, you can just pick a state, right? Really, truly. (laughs) Like, whose who's home are we going to go to this year? Home base. Yeah. (laughs) My husband and I got married in Las Vegas, and a lot of it had to do with just, like, everybody was already coming from somewhere, and we're like, you know what? Let's just all go somewhere we all really want to go. Right. <laughs> and that is the uh, wedding capital of the world. It really it? is. <laughs> yeah, not for nothing. It was actually really, really great. And yeah. like hospitality out the wazoo. I didn't realize Vegas was like, you know, I kind yeah. of like, oh, we're going to have a Vegas wedding. Okay. It was I've, beautiful. Yeah. I've never been to Vegas, but I've always wanted to go to like one of those diva residencies like Brittany or Celine, Absolutely. you know. Lady Gaga has one. I oh, think. she I does. Go. Oh gosh, it's I gotta funny. go. I know we gotta go. Let's yeah, plan a trip. Let's plan a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm down. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, how long have you and your husband been living in the city? We have been. We've been together probably like six years, but we've been married for two and a half. Um, okay. How did you cool. meet? We met in a restaurant. I, so I was an actress for a long time here in the city and I still believe that part of me is still there, but she's, she's taking a little break and that's <laughs> she's okay. On vacation. She's on vacation. Um, and anyways, I was working, I was actually working at this place called, this is so embarrassing, Caliente Cab Company, which Ooh. was this Mexican restaurant that's on Bleecker. And I mentioned this because only before that did I work like fine dining restaurants and I come back from tour and my girlfriend's a set designer and she was like yo I am working at Caliente Cab and I'm like girl <laughs> I am not gonna work at Caliente Cab she's like no you have to come work here there's Why? like no women here <laughs> and you make bank so awesome. I was like okay great I went there I had to wear like this polo shirt with like a cab checkers down the side and like a mini oh there was a uniform oh yeah oh wow and <laughs> like literally it was like me and her and then like all these amazing mexican men teaching us spanish it was just like it was the time of my life what did they what were they known for was it like they were a... known for their hurricane margaritas so they had those Ooh. hurricane glasses yes and the fact that they have a giant cab outside and a giant hurricane glass. like it's super tacky yeah are mm-hmm. hurricanes those drinks like in new orleans is that where they yeah, originated they, from you know, they kind of like yeah like, curvy look like genie bottles yeah 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 and you can take the the mug home with you as a souvenir you can yeah, yeah. so yeah i worked Love there it. and then i ran into a friend who worked at a restaurant i used to work at that was really nice in the neighborhood a yes. really famous place called august okay and it was really hard working there because it was like pretty buttoned up mm-hmm. and going know, from wearing checkered suspenders yeah. to like well yeah like a bow tie before, maybe. <laughs> I, mean, I think that was the lure of like yeah. working at Caliente yeah. I was like I don't really want to go and have to polish the word glasses and like learn everything on the menu like I just want a job that's a little like like mindless yeah and I could just do this well I ran into this friend and he's like hey you definitely need to come back to August like we have a whole new staff Mm-hmm. You need to come back. You'll like it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but I'm loving my calendar job. Not. So I was like, okay. And <laughs> Playing I, hard to get. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I guess I'll check it out. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. And I like walk in. It looked like a totally different restaurant from like a year and a half ago when I worked mm-hmm. there. And uh, I saw my husband like behind the counter and I was like, oh, him. Yeah. That guy. Yep. That guy. Yeah. And like the rest is history pretty much. <laughs> I love it. I know. It was fun. It That's was fun. so great. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, Oraware, your company oh. and what kind of like made you want to start giving or 
first of all, yeah. let's start back. What exactly define what Oraware is and how you work with people? Yeah, absolutely. So my kind of inspiring point of all of this was I already had yeah. all these ideas and things I wanted to incorporate into Oraware and mm-hmm. what I wanted the services to be. Yeah. But it was kind of a joke between a friend and I, and I but mm-hmm. it really did kind of put Oraware on this new level and like really set it off into the path that it is on now. Yeah. Um, but we always joked about color me beautiful and how, <laughs> how what color is, me beautiful. Is that like a the, book? Yeah, there's a book, but okay. it's kind of this um, concept from the eighties. Okay. Like every mom was into you at some point. And okay. they're like, Oh, you're a spring. Oh, oh no, no, you're, you're a Oh, it's like, yeah. So they would base your skin color and like your warm tones, cold tones off uh-huh. of, you know, like, and then they would give you a color, like a color palette that was uh, like, so they'd be like warmer tones for a, a fall or a spring, you know, yeah. like colder tones for winter, you know, whatever. It sounds kind of like something Mary Kay would do. Very right? Mary Kay. Yeah. In fact, there's a scene in um, Edward Scissorhands where right. she comes over and it's kind of pretty much what yeah what they did yeah coloring beautiful so for me it was like okay but what did that service like do for people Mm -hmm. you know it it really got everyone inspired to be like oh this this is my colors this is how i dress i only wear these colors right and i started talking to some of my like mom's friends and like mentors me now Mm -hmm. um and they were like oh yeah i have all my colors i can even get you my my flip book like they used to put them in a flip book Oh, wow. And like, you, and like, like you can take it out and say like, okay, my fall colors are this, this is what the chart yeah, is. Yeah. And literally take it shopping with you. And like, so that's what mm, they would do. Love it. Like, but the bottom line is, is that there was this beautiful kind of approach to it and mm-hmm. love for it. Mm-hmm. And like, it kind of lit women up in this way that was like, this is mine. Right. This is mine. And I think there's a lot of power in like defining what your style is. Cause a lot of people yeah. don't know. I mean, when I go shopping, I certainly don't go being like, okay, I need to stick to these colors, this scheme. Yeah. I kind of just go with whatever I find and then take it home with me. But I think it would be very liberating to know yeah. Like these are the colors or this is the style that yeah. I should try to invoke this season because, you yeah. know, oftentimes when I do go shopping, I leave without anything. Cause I'm just like, I didn't find anything, yeah. you know? And like what I'm trying to teach my clients is like how to approach that in a way that is authentically you Yeah, and give define your style based off of like your energy and like who you are and your essence and like what you bring to the table as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're working at a really corporate job, like I'm not going to put you in something that's like, like super crazy, <laughs> like abstract print. Now, if that's your personality, maybe we should talk about where you should be working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's another story. That's another story. No, but really truly what it is, is just basically helping people get in touch with who they are, getting mm-hmm. a definition. Mm-hmm. You know, I make mood boards for my clients and I cool. like, I had did one for this girl, Esther. She's lovely. I love you, Esther, if you're listening. Shout um, out, Esther. <laughs> I really like love doing her mood board because up until I did her mood board, most of it was just like my friends or kind of people that had similar tastes to mine. Yeah. And she definitely was like a little more outside the box for me. She was like, very worked at a, as a social worker, you know, um, is coming out of like kind of a new part of her life and yeah. 
anyways, I really wanted to like define her style because dating is a big thing for her right now. And, and for me, I was like, okay, she's like classically quirky and collected. That was like what I put together for her. And like from that little phrase, I like built her this like cool mood board with like really wrap dresses and like cool blazers and like pops of color and just things that I was like, you know, when you go shopping, look for this, but had kind of a retro feel. Yeah. Because one of the things I found out about her is she really likes Pyrex. Um, she collects like Pyrex um, dishware. Oh, like nice. has like rainbow colors of it, like almost like a museum in her amazing. house. It's amazing. That's like the material that kind of like changes from one color yeah. to the next. Oh. It's, oh, no, no. It's like um, patterns, but they're all from like the 50s. Like I see. Sets. I see. And different colors. Okay. Okay. Like bowl sets. Nice. Um, I might be saying wrong. I think it's Paris. Anyways, she was, I just knew that she had this love for in this collection of things. Mm. So I kind of just developed her mood board off of that. I was like, you should also like have a collection of really great vintage purses that are like pops oh. of personality for you. And like, totally. so that's kind of what I do. And I help give you guidance through that. Mm-hmm. But, but only after we sit down and like, go through your aura's energy yeah how that is and we can talk about that (laughs) yeah let's definitely talk about that because I think it's so fascinating to like learn that this is something that it's an ability of yours and like how did you kind of realize or when did you realize that you could see auras and how how do you like read it in people and what does that look like most of the time So, I mean, when I was a child, I definitely, like, associated colors with people, and I'd see see orbs and things like that, but Mm -hmm. I kind of, as an adult, like, brushed off. Like, I had this very vivid memory of, like, being in the car and (laughs) staring at the sun, Mm -hmm. but I remember it being, like, round and kind of floating towards me like this, Mm -hmm. and I just, I was probably four, four or five, but I would always just be like, oh, it's staring at the sun, but then... As an adult, you're like, wait, you can't stare at the sun. Yeah. Like, so my brain tried to make that a logical thing even after, you know. So I think there was this big shift. Oh, I knew all these things about myself as a child. I kind of knew it going into my teenage years. I remember mm-hmm. telling my dad, like, I always just see, like, clothes around certain people and things. And my dad was actually, like, very open. He was like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, like, your magnetic field of energy. And, you know, like, that's yeah. interesting. Maybe you sense it, you know. But never really thought much of it. And then, like, mm-hmm. in college and then, like, <laughs> moving to New York, I would, like, have a couple drinks and be like, oh, I'll tell you your You want to yeah. tell you about your <laughs> Let me tell you. And it was, it was a party like, trick. Yeah, it was right? a party <laughs> trick. And, like, I would only get enough confidence to do it if I had, like, yeah. a margarita. Yeah. Um, but it kind of was one of these things I just brushed off until, mm-hmm. like, the last couple of years after I like, lost my mom a couple of years ago. And I think, like, my whole world kind of shifted in the sense of, like, being aware Mm-hmm. and aware of life and like you people. tapped back into those feelings yeah. I tapped into something because mm-hmm. <laughs> the more I started to learn and the more I would see and it was like it was so cool yeah um and then I kind of would find people my people yeah <laughs> and like I have like an aunt who, well, she's my he's my husband's aunt but she was really I told her I was like so this is what's going on and she was like I I see that too Oh. And that's amazing. And I think, and I started to like talk to people about it. Yeah. And the more people were like open about it, the more it opened me up. Right. You know, it's like, oh, okay, this is okay. Because mm-hmm. I think me, I'm a very like logical person. Right. And I'm like, 
You can see my aura. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. But the reality yeah. is, it doesn't work that way. Right. It's more of a if you come into the space with me, mm-hmm. you know, we have some things we do ritually that will warm you up. To you know, and some people just come right in and they're so warm and they're so open. I'm like, let's dive right in. Right. Um, but there are things that, you know, we do together to bring that out. And I think that's really the difference. And that's what's made me in this business is kind of curving my own path with it mm-hmm. and developing yeah. that skill. Yeah. What did the colors mean to you? Like what are kind of maybe the most common colors that you see? Like, yeah. are they all primary or do you often see like a mint or a magenta or something. I don't know. So for me, it's more like, I, I feel like I'm just still learning so, so much. And like, that's the best part about Mm -hmm. what I do is that I just can continuously geek out until I'm like 85 years old Mm -hmm. on auras. And I like, there's a couple of people out there like myself where we're like, when we meet each other, like, let's talk about this. So there's so many different studies that have been done. Yeah. And what's fascinating about auras in the healing world right now is that there is so much science behind it. Right. And it's kind of one of these things that's been brushed under the rug. And I think it's finally coming back out again. Yeah. But there's so many different studies that have been out there that talk about the different energy. And like, there's a lot of studies about personality spectrum, the color. Mm -hmm. So basically I kind of use a little bit of all of it. So So you do like research based. Yes. So for colors, it's like, once I pick up that energy from them, uh-huh. that's kind of, it's kind of like, I feel it, then right. I see it. I see. So it's not, honestly, that's why it's so important that like when we're sitting together, the person is open. It's yeah. open because it's and like a lot of times people will be like, you see auras? <gasps> what color's mine? And I'm right. like, uh, uh, you're like, like give me a second. <laughs> I know. It's like immediately you're put on the spot. It's like, yeah. Okay. Um, but it doesn't really work that way. And that's right. what's so cool about the work we do together. Yeah. For me, the colors I most commonly see are yellow mm-hmm. and yellows are very like bright, obviously, you know, like we have all these words for them already that we don't even know we use. Yeah. Like she was bright as sunshine. Right. You know, like she lit up the room. Right. Like, so we already like incorporate these words into our everyday life. Yeah. Um, we're just, you know, I'm just giving a name to it. Right. So yellows, I see a lot. I mean, I, I identify magentas pretty quickly, mm-hmm. which are like big pink, beautiful auras, but they're also just to me like old souls, really wacky. Yeah. Like go to the beat of their own drum. Right. You know, and these are all of course like based off of different studies, but mm-hmm. the more I do it, the more you're like, Oh yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like that really exists. <laughs> Yeah. Like the work has been done. <laughs> yeah. The work really has been done. You're just kind of like picking up on what the colors are by feeling them and then also seeing them. Exactly. Yeah. And then taking color fashion wise and using it as a healing tool. Yeah. So, um, your energy travels very differently in mm-hmm. your body from your heart over your head and out. I say it's like to your right, I think. It's so kind it's of like, like a you can't see wave. it, but I'm taking my hands and I'm putting them on my heart. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's now going from her right ear right over ear. her head yeah. to her left so side. Kind of how we like talk about the energy flowing. It's like a swoosh. A swoosh, and I mean these different areas. I've learned that different energy can be held mm. and express different things. So. That's what we do when we sit down in my session. And then I take color for you and I'll say, you know, this is a really good color for you because if you're having a lot of anxiety, 
like blue is going to make you feel a lot more grounded. Or if you've been really angry lately, blue is going to be helpful. And there's studies that show that if you wear blue, you are like nine times less likely to get angry. Like, mm. so yeah, like there's science to it. Yeah. Um, but I just do it in a more fun and playful way. And I incorporate what I love about right. design and fashion. Right. Who are some of your favorite fashion designers? Oh, I have so many. I really, I really, really love Rachel Comey. Like, love Rachel Comey. Yeah. I just think that she dresses, like, she tries to make clothes that anyone could wear at any age. Mm. And the reason that resonates with me so much is because what I want to teach my clients is, like, I want you to have pieces in your closet that you love yeah like get you I always call them joy pieces like they get you so excited Mm -hmm. and she makes clothes for women 20 to 60 and if you go into her store there's this wonderful woman there Cynthia I love her she's so great but she's one of the sales (laughs) associates and I you know I don't know how old she's probably in her like 50s yeah um she has this beautiful gray hair and she just always looks so fabulous and hip and young and fun but the clothes aren't like wearing her. She's wearing the clothes. Right. And she could be wearing the same thing as one of the other sales associates, but like that looks completely different. Right. So they just embody this kind of concept and idea that I personally really, it's like really confidence, love. confidence, I yeah. think. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Pieces. I want you to keep your pieces forever. And if you don't like them anymore, I want you to sell them on eBay and make some money. Right. Like, <laughs> And it shouldn't be just yeah. like going to H and M and being like, oh, I just really need to feel cleaner now, so I'm gonna buy a white t shirt and white pants and like no, it should mm-hmm. be more like thoughtful and and if you wanna yeah. feel a certain way, yeah, like, you have to start building those pieces into your wardrobe. That's so true. I know like a few years ago I got rid of like everything in my closet that was from like the gap or H and M or like Forever Twenty One. Yeah. You know, or I was just like, I love you, but I don't want to dress like a teenager anymore. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like I was just like, like born that part of your life. Like, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. And it really does make you feel good to invest in certain pieces that not only make you feel good, like you might be spending a little bit more money, but they give you a sense of like, okay, I'm going to take care of this because I did invest a little bit more in it. Exactly. And I, took me a while to realize that like, it's not just like a seasonal, like you shop and then the clothing falls apart and then you have to like reshop for the same thing. Yeah. No, yeah. there's, there's, and listen, there's so many ways to, yeah. to get around keeping a good budget yeah. and still having really good pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the scariest parts for me was when I first started kind of downsizing my closet mm-hmm. and like selling things and then like start incorporating new things was that, you know, oh, I'm not going to have this money to do this. I don't really have the money to buy a $200 pair of shoes or $300 pair of ba- you know, pants or something like that. And, um, but the reality was if I really set a budget mm-hmm. and watch those items and there's so many ways to like, you know, there's Garmatory. I love Garmatory. Shout out to Garmatory. I'm actually going to be working with them. Um, next week and I'm doing like capsule with them and I'm going to do reading. It's going to be so fun, but, so cool. and then I get to meet all these designers that are like, truly love and want to represent yeah. my business as well. So yeah. that's going to be cool. But, um, the point is that like when you bring those things into your world and you set that budget and when you watch for them and you wait till they go on sale. And the cool thing about Farmatory is that they give a platform for all of these smaller stores all across the country mm-hmm. that carry these brands that 
I love that I want my customers to love and like yeah. pitch a lot <laughs> just because mm-hmm. I think they're they all have like good moral ethics as a company they're made here in the United States or yeah. made overseas they're involved in their and their work and their practice with the overseas yeah so you have this opportunity to buy things from somebody in Chattanooga <sighs> yeah and like provide them income mm-hmm. but get the shoes at a discounted rate right it's pretty great. That's great. Yeah. So I'll that, check them out. I know. Yeah. So this is kind of the tools and things I'm teaching clients too. Where it's mm-hmm. like we can set a budget. We can go out and shop like Stacy London style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, like those things might not all resonate with you, right? We, you know, we can go out and get get a sense of your style by a yeah. couple of things, and then like I teach you how to build to, off of that. Exactly. Yeah. Great. You don't want to buy everything at once. No, no. no. You want to maybe buy like the, you know, staple pieces or the definition pieces that people can then work their way. I do focus on that a lot Mm -hmm. because if you don't have a good pair of jeans in your closet, we got to talk. Oh yeah. You got to have the staples. You got to have the staple. Like what are the staples in your eyes? Like Mm, I would say your, those go-to, go-to pieces, like a really good work dress. If you, you know, like if you have to go to meetings or something like this mm-hmm. dress, I'm wearing a white button down dress, rolled up sleeves, collar. Like yeah. it's just crisp. It's clean. I can throw it on if I've had, you know, whatever my day has been. And I feel really put together. Yeah. And it's one of those. I always like make sure it goes back in my closet. I take care of it. I get yeah. it dry clean uh-huh. that I say a good pair of boots, good, like sturdy boots, like ankle boots, something like that. That uh-huh. really resonates with you depending on your work. They need to be flat or they need a heel. That's mm-hmm. up to you. Pair of jeans, a good jacket. Yeah. And, you know, depending on your style, it could be more dresses versus t-shirts and jeans. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, you just have to make sure you have some of those things that you can go to. Right. No matter what. Right. <laughs> no matter what your emotional state is, yeah. I know you're going to feel good in them. Yeah. I think that's that's a really good way to put it. Because sometimes, have you ever experienced where you put something on and like, you're just like, I don't feel good in this, but then like you're stuck wearing it the rest of the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's the worst. And it like totally ruins your day. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I just feel so uncomfortable. I wore a pair of pants, a pair of pants to get a haircut the other day. Yeah. And like, they were my favorite pair of pants, but they got a little tight. That's okay. Cause that's what marriage does to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great side effect. Um, yeah. I put them on and I'm like, no, this would be totally fine. And I like rode my bike to go get my hair cut. I like got off my bike. I'm like, okay, these are tight. Yeah. And then I sat in the chair and I was just like, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then I immediately went home and I was supposed to go meet some friends. So I was like, yeah, guys, I gotta go home. I gotta change. Like clothes will do that to you. If right. You don't take the time to like mm-hmm. make sure they're what you're supposed to wear. <laughs> yeah. Also certain materials too. Like for some reason I cannot wear wool. Like it just makes me itchy. itchy. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like, I don't feel anything. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, like, I'm I'll like, just, like on fire. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Like I can't wear wool. And if I do, I have to wear like something that'll cover my skin completely from like my wrist to my neck. If I, I'm gonna wear it. Yeah. I totally do the same with a blouse or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fabrics are really important. And for me, synthetic fabrics are kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, everybody's like, synthetic fabrics are bad. Which in hindsight, yes. Like when they're made cheaply, yeah. when they're made at Forever 21 just to like be like a cute little silky blouse, but it's not, it's synthetic. 
Like it's going to hold smell. It's not well-made. Mm-hmm. It's not going to do great. However, some fabrics do need to be a little bit synthetic to maintain their shape, mm-hmm. their flow. Yeah. The designer will pick them. So I, I think there's kind of this understanding and idea now that like, if it's not cotton or organic, it's not good. Right. But I don't think that's necessarily true because when a designer is like trying to convey something or a message or they pick that fabric, yeah, you know, like yeah, in order to make that garment the way exactly. they want to make it. Yeah. So, um, can we talk about like my aura right now? <laughs> can we yes. get into that? Yeah. Okay, I've been dying to know <laughs> since I met you. It's like, Absolutely. what is it gonna be? <laughs> so, if we were to sit down and like have a real reading, my readings are like an hour long. Uh huh. And we sit down and we'll have a reading and we'll talk about your energy. We'll kind of talk about like, um you know, maybe some might, some might be some blockages I pick up on and like, yeah. this might be going on or since this. And then I, it's, it's hard to say if it's like channeling or if it's intuitive. Mm-hmm. It, I personally feel like I've always felt like energy has affected me in such a real way. Always, yeah. always. And I think you had talked about this too with Reiki. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're able to like use your gift to like kind of control it and move it. Um, for me, it's more like my gift is identifying it. Like mm. I sense it. I feel it when your personality comes to my space and then the colors kind of reveal themselves. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it has to do with your voice and the energy in your voice. And the sh- like, sometimes you get shakiness in your voice, like mm-hmm. certain colors will come out to me and things like that. Well, um, I also have like a filter over it, like maybe like a glittery filter or like <laughs> a dusty, <laughs> like something. I, I don't know. Like, I call them like worms because they look like little fingers are moving out. Interesting. I see those like, they're like, like the energy kind of like gets sucked <laughs> into little tubes. And I have seen some like, like lines, almost like sunlight beam lines. Okay. But I always feel like those are coming from an outside source and not necessarily like an inside source. Like it's, um, what did you say? Like a spirit guide or something? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's like, so like, I always kind of say like, whether it's your spirit guide, your grandma, or your like 80 year old self in the future, <laughs> like, Yeah, whatever you, it is Yeah, for you. It's something, something. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's why I know this work is real mm-hmm. because the results and the things that come out of it are so real, awesome. you know? And, but for you, I see a lot, a lot of blue, which is common, obviously, the things we do know about yeah. blues. <laughs> um, but blues are usually helpers and healers. Mm-hmm. But what's fascinating about a lot of blues, like more like blues that aren't in touch with themselves, mm-hmm. like you're obviously very in touch with who you are and emotions and energy. Your colors are probably also always changing. Yeah. Um, is that a lot of blues, especially like hospital workers or social workers, um, people like that, they don't actually have like, they kind of learn how to put up this block where they can only absorb so much emotionally. Yeah. Um, which kind of closes them off Mm -hmm. and makes their energy more physical than emotional. Um, but physical and like, uh, like work wise or job wise, mm -hmm. or like they're able to really kind of like shut that part of their brains. I mean, they have to, if you're working in a hospital, you're working at ER and like, people are coming yeah. in with all these types of energy all the time. Yeah. You do have to kind of like have a force that protects you, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think the way that we're doing it as a society is like the healthiest way. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Which is why they should be coming to someone like yourself 
for Reiki, which mm-hmm. also leads to the bigger issue of like wellness in our communities and like where it should be and like how we should be incorporating it, incorporating it like through corporate events, through things like that, where it's like, yeah. um, you know, like where it's more up and front and center and right. it is used as a tool of healing in the way it's supposed to. And yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're obviously not <laughs> a blue that's like more physical energy or more emotional energy. Mm-hmm. And I see a bit of yellow, which is nice and like light and open and warm. And I think that's also really important as a healer to have that. Yeah. Especially when you're running your own business. And that kind of is in your area of like this area by your ear, which I always say is like there can be a, the best area of yourself or the worst area of yourself, depending on what energy is there. And that's the area that is like uh, your like over shine. your yeah over your right ear mm-hmm. and right there right okay. ear. <laughs> um, but uh, that is, and I honestly sometimes it can, I honestly think sometimes it like flows this way too on other people. Maybe it's like a right-handed, left-handed thing. I don't know. Yeah, because it 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 does is different from time to time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, and that space can be like blockages or things that are going on. Like I okay. like I picked up a lime green on a curl the other day, and I was like. I'm great. I'm not seeing, I don't know what this means. So I'm going to like write this down. I need to like get back to you on this. So why don't you talk to me about what's going on right now in your life? Like just anything. Yeah. Um, and she starts talking and we kind of like figured out like it was, it was like a personal issue and we like kind of worked through it and like, Oh yeah, that's great. Now let's focus on this. Um, and so then the energy kind of over the top of your head is more like conscious energy, which is, you know, could be just like, what you want for lunch today from now, like, it can be a lot of things, but usually it's more like, I kind of find that to be like someone's like manifesting ambitions or like Mm -hmm. that energy usually is like telling a story, you know, um, for you, it's more violet, which is, is pretty, is pretty on point because it's violets are like innovators and you're doing this. Yeah. Violets are, you know, um, intuitive. Mm Mm-hmm. But that kind of is the energy like you're wanting to really put out in the world. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that it's like here. Yeah. It's the like cranial area. The, the crown chakra. Okay. Yeah. And then as it flows out, it is definitely very green and violet. So it kind of like green. comes off. So yeah. people's really see you for who you are, which is good. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love all the colors too. Blue, violet, yellow. Yeah. And, and a so, little bit of green. Yeah. Exactly. And then like if we were to do a chart together. I like have a little chart I give you and like on that is your style mantra. And then I put your colors Mm -hmm. and then with each of your, you know, layers or your colors, I kind of write like, you know, what the information I've taken from our session to be like, you know, Oh, say, say you were telling me about something you were doing an endeavor. Yeah. And so I, with Violet, I would put like, you know, focus your energy on this, try to do some rituals to really enhance that part of your life. Yeah. And then at the bottom, I'll put like your, um, designers that align with your energy yeah um style icons i think that really align with your energy amazing and then um films or art exhibits and things just like things i love books like inspiration inspiration yeah because i think that that those are all the things i really loved as myself yeah but yeah so i just think those are things that i was always like how can i make this a job how can i make this job and like i just took all the things i loved right and like basically built this awesome chart off of your energy and that. And so then you get your, yeah. col- you get your complimentary colors too. And yeah. You get, and you get like style. I call them secret weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have like 
a pop of color in your lips might be a secret weapon for you or like right. a clip pair of jeans. Yeah, cool. Do you also go through people's closets and say like, you should definitely wear this more. You should get rid of this. Yeah. Or, so I have a yeah. closet. I call it my closet cleanse. My aura uh, closet cleanse. Um, basically it's just a big edit. Mm-hmm. You come in, we pull out all of your stuff. We kind of go through it, especially after you've made your mood board. Cause you have to come and you have to do a consultation because mm-hmm. if we don't do a consultation, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So we got to do that first. And then from there, We'll clean out your closet. I'll reorgan- okay. I reorganize it and then basically go, these are your joy pieces. You know, and there's always pieces we can't quite let go of yet. And, right. and I like respect that. Right. I'm not like, I'm not going to go into your house and be like, you got to get rid of that sweater from your grandmother from 10 years ago. That doesn't fit you. Like, no, yeah. it resonates with you. It's staying in your closet. It right. brings you joy. Mm-hmm. You may not wear it, but that's okay. Right. You want to look at it. It's there. Maybe I'll give it to your daughter one day. Right. Who knows? So we do that and I clean out your closet and then I do shopping trips. I do, um, I do, um, styling sessions. So I just come over and we just like pull stuff out of your closet and put together a few looks. I do special events, all kinds of things. And I'm working yeah. on so many other things. I'm working on, um, like an aura workshop that will be more for like corporate businesses. That's so fun. Yeah. That'll be, oh, let me know when that happens. Yes, I would love absolutely. to. <laughs> see about it um cool so what are the these books that you brought you and your aura oh gosh are these actually two new books i just got oh cool. okay this is just forever it will never end i'm <laughs> i'm at the point in my life where i'm like i literally am gonna be that crazy lady at 80 years old that has every single book on aura mm-hmm. <laughs> but um these are actually read i saw recommended to me by a lovely lady named Eileen, who uh, is the uh, founder of Aura Aura. Okay. We are Aura Aura. It's um, an aura photography um, company based out of Detroit, but she travels around with her okay. partner and they do. Yeah. yeah. How did they figure out how to like capture that? That's oh, so that's interesting. A it's a really long story, but I'll tell you the really, really short, like, yeah. like uh, history channel version. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was a gentleman named Edgar Casey who was called the sleeping psychic from like the 1900s. Oh yeah. I've heard of this guy. Yeah. Okay. So he used to like go into a trance and like give medical advice (laughs) advice to like, or how to tell like doctors how to operate on people. And he would come out and be like, I don't know where this came from. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And he actually, I watched a documentary on him, but he had a really hard time kind of embracing this part of himself too, which I, related to yeah um he was from a christian home and like he was a pastor for a long time wow but he used his practice and he developed this really awesome system of like auras and colors and like how they affect you and like what you should be wearing and you can go back and read some of his stuff it's so fascinating i'll look it up yeah it sounds really fascinating but so yeah, yeah so he actually gave the blueprints to this german doctor and he was like you guys are supposed to make this camera basically. Mm-hmm. And they made this camera and it just is a, a mechanism that captures your energy through, I'm, I'm going to say it all wrong. Some, I hope I'm like, I mean, listening. She's going, no, <laughs> um, the captures you, you put your hands on these big plates. And then from that, the magnetic energy of your hands is supposed to help like bring out colors. Now cool. there is, you know, like a lot of people really question this theory because they're like, well, what is it? Is it heat? Is it this? Is it that? Mm-hmm. But actually they did this really cool study with a leaf and they took a leaf and they photographed this leaf in between two plates mm-hmm. and they would see the energy shooting out from all the leaf. 
Well, at some point they cut off part of belief and then put it back. They call it belief phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And they put it back in there and they photographed it again. And actually belief remembered like every vein and every part. Um, It was like the phantom leaf. The phantom leaf. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it remembered, even though the part was gone, it remembered its energy and self there. Interesting. So yeah, I think there's a lot to it. And especially like I told you with my husband, he and I are like complete opposites. And I always joke, I'm like, you have such tan energy, which is like logical energy and very like, and I was like, but you know, you got Violet, you're a little bit innovative. This, that, you know. Yeah. And we went and sure enough, like that's what his that's what was. It was. And like, wow. and the coolest part was that my first aura picture was a complete polar opposite of his, like, to every level of it. So it totally was like yin and yang. Yang yeah. and yang. So yeah. you can see it on my website or on my Instagram. It's on like my highlights. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to go see it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I um, Is there like events that you can go to or is there an aura camera? I feel like there's one in Chinatown. I've... There is. There's magic jewelry. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I've actually not been there. I was just telling my husband. I was like, we kind of need to go because I need to be able to like mm-hmm. know what's up. Um, I... I don't know much about what they do. I hear it's yeah. going to be a little like aggressive and very like, you're this. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, and you need to buy this necklace to like <laughs> balance you out. <laughs> They're a little too salesy. <laughs> yeah. But I think they might have to be just yeah. because it's so like new and fun. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> um, okay. So cool. I'm definitely going to check out these books mm-hmm. now and read a little bit more about them. One is called the secret is in the rainbow. Mm-hmm. This one is really fascinating. Just talks about like who's um, who wrote it. Ruth Berger is her Ruth name. Berger. Mm-hmm. And um, she talks more like how to use how to see the aura, the aura, the things and places, the aura and counseling, how to cleanse and protect the aura. You know, it's just a lot of like really good advice using color and dress and how to dress for success by using color. Um, and I just was really interested in like, you know, her hindsight and all of it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the cool thing is like, we're all studying still, like we're all students. Yeah. And even I feel like we'll always be students until totally. we fully know the full spectrum of it all. Right. But that's, I really just find it fascinating to read about people who already have like put that work in. Yeah. They've already kind of gone through a few decades of studying a specific yeah. topic. Or, no book in my future yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. I need like a lot more <laughs> sitting under my belt. <laughs> well, maybe a workshop or two. You yeah, know, you exactly. can do like a, a shorter version of that. Yeah. And I see that you brought uh, Nicole Pavarito's Oracle oh, yes. cards. So too. I use, I, yes, I use Nicole's cards in my practice a lot. I use yeah. it, especially in our consultation. I think it's just a really great way to set some goals and some Yeah, intentions. and also the tone, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting because I kind of grew up in this world where like tarot was bad and all of this stuff is really evil. And I feel like, well, Oracle cards are definitely different because they're a different set and they're kind of more of like intentions and energies and things like yeah. that. And from what I heard, they can be anything. There is animal Oracle cards. There is maybe Oracle cards based on a movie. You yeah. Know, it can just be like a themed uh, deck, you know, know, it's, it's a little bit more creative. Yeah. Well, what's so cool about Nicole's and she is like become kind of a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. You're always like, I reached out to her. Like, I was like, I love your stuff. You're so amazing. And you're using color in this incredible way. Yeah. And she was like, okay, fan girl, calm down. <laughs> 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 and like, she like agreed to meet me for 
for coffee and uh and we just had the greatest time we talked and mm-hmm. we just shared a lot of the same interests but yeah. actually she's like helping me with my branding now and awesome she's so she's rad. so talented oh, i love her such a rad person i'm like yeah if you're ever like insecure about yourself or what you're doing, you just need to go meet someone who's doing it too and like be authentic with them, be open and real and be like, I have different things to bring to the table. You have different things to bring to the table. And like mm-hmm. we both yeah. are beautiful women doing beautiful things and like need to support each other. I think that's a good point that you bring up because that's something that multiple people have like, mentioned in this podcast while talking to them they're like you know if you're working with someone else or if you're helping someone else in the same space isn't that like the competition and I'm like no like I want to elevate other men and women yeah like exactly. it's because what whatever client is attracted to what I'm doing might you know work for that other person too, or it's, you know, I think think that the people that are going to come to you are not the same people that are going to go to somebody else. Yeah. People go to healers and, and seek out services that like resonate with them Yeah, and that they're attracted to. And no healer is the same as another healer. If, If you are authentically doing what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. If you're trying to mimic what somebody else is doing, Mm-hmm. you're just mimicking what somebody else is doing. Yeah. You know, and if you're a healer, you have to accept that like growth and change is forever going to be part of your practice. Right. And, and what you offer is also going to grow and change with exactly. what you, yeah. And exactly. bottom line, it's like what 2% of women who run their own businesses make more than a million dollars. Mm-hmm. 2%. Like that is not Okay. Yeah, that's not. And like the fact that that exists and we're not like running to each other's arms being like, I want to help you. You help me. Let's all help each other. Like, yeah, it's crazy to me. Exactly. You know, and if you really just like embrace who you are, which is a lot of the work I do, Mm -hmm. it's just embracing who you are and loving who you are and like just being okay with being you and knowing you're enough. And if you know that, you're not going to be intimidated by somebody else and you're not going to be insecure. Right. And you're not, those feelings will not exist. Mm -hmm. If you can sit there and look at them and really go, I want to know what you're doing and Mm -hmm. I want to know why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You won't feel those things. You just won't. Yeah. I think that's right. No. Yeah. You're totally (laughs) right. You're totally right. Um, yeah. And that's what I was trying to get at too. Like everyone has their own thumbprint. Everyone kind of, has a different energy and it, it benefits the the collective for us to all work together. And I certainly don't want to be in my own world when I'm coming up with ideas. Like I want to collaborate with people. I want to share my ideas. Mark Twain has a quote and I'm going to totally misquote it, but it's basically along the lines of like t- being a teacher to others, mm-hmm. like teach them what you know, because the more you teach them, the more you're going to learn. Mm. And the more you're going to grow. Yeah. You know, so it's like when you put that information out there and like that's given, you you in turn learn from that and you grow more. So it's never like you're really in competition with someone. No, no. I don't know. But yeah, we can, we can pull a card for you. Okay, okay. So what I usually do is do three cards, but today we're going to do one okay. just to get a sense and an idea. So I'm going to have you shuffle the cards. Okay. That's really important to like your own physical energy is being put into the cards yeah. with your intentions 
and your thoughts. Um, so I always say, you know, you can ask the cards something, something that usually has to do with our session or like um, something that you need for the okay. week or your time. Um, definitely like yes or no questions don't really like work. This isn't an eight ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Um, but I use my intuition and my channeling to help you kind of understand what that card is for you in your life and what it has to do with your question. Okay. One question that I have. Yeah. Is around. Um, offering. So I'm playing around right now with offering a few different things. Yeah. One-on-one sessions that are really built around working on like a client basis. Mm -hmm. And then the other offering that I'm doing is more corporate wellness where I go into either like co-working spaces or um, corporations and offer like corporate wellness days or half days. And I feel like I want to just focus on that, but I'm also like, maybe I should stay open to offering both. So, okay. So you're feeling a bit like where should my energy be focused on? Which one it should be more focused on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I always say it, it, because I am like intuitively channeling something, what it is for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to do my best to help you figure yeah, it out. I'm yeah. not going to be like, yeah. it to me. you know, I'm, yeah. I really try to use my, my intuition to help you find the best answer. Okay. So cool. now you've got your cards down nice. and what's cool about these cards. And I don't know if we mentioned this, but they're all based off of color and symbols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, like words like fear and energy and this and illumination. So, um, we'll pull a card and we're going to see what it says. Okay. Just the top one? Just the top. Oh, interesting. So from what you were saying, you're saying that you're kind of like not really flowing, right? So you have yeah. these two things that are kind of like bevies, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you're kind of wanting to know what the answer is for these two things. Well, yeah. I think you just got it. Yeah. So my visual for this is two bevies with your like little streams of rivers mm-hmm. flowing mm-hmm. Um, into the river, right? Yeah. Coming to the, the Yeah. So, so it's kind of like they're both kind of going. Yeah. So they're separate, but eventually they're going to go together. So you together. guys, you, those of you who are not here, she got the flow card. And, and it is blue. It's blue, which is yeah. interesting because that's your. Yeah. That's, this color. is like, you can't fake this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So what I'm, I think really for you, it is just putting your time and attention to each when it's time and it's present. Um, and not beating yourself up for not putting it into the other mm-hmm. and know that because you do this work mm-hmm. now, that they will flow together very seamlessly. Great. I think that's, <laughs> that's what I wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's weird. It's how it really works. Cool. I can't even like for the longest time I was like, I'm not going to incorporate these cards. And I remember I got the set and I remember being kind of like, like I have this, is this bad? Is yeah. bad? You know, just cause like you have your set of values mm-hmm. from childhood. Um, but for me, it's not tarot. So that I kind yeah. of like, I can separate the two. And for me, it's my, my work is energy work. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I got it out. I like started playing it around with friends and my husband and my husband's like, hey, like, you know, like your, 
could do this. Yeah. So I think that helps when you're like, <laughs> you really, you have yeah. to practice with your tools. You know? Yeah, you do. You have to also like, um, I think, yeah, know that, um, the tools are almost like a way of just being a mirror to what you already know as well. Absolutely. That's really, truly what it is. That's why I say I'm different from, I'm not a life coach. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm more of a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm here to like hold up a mirror and be like, you're fucking beautiful. (laughs) Be this. And this is you. This is who you are. Embrace it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that truly what it is. It's just like, you already know this information. You knew that. I Deep know. down, you knew that already. I just, did. I was like, you don't really have to choose, Lauren. You're just, just, just do both of the things. Do and both of the things. Yeah. And just put, you know, I kind of feel that way too. I feel you. I think yeah. it's just putting your time and attention and energy in the right places. Exactly. Right. That was so great. Thank I you. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Um, what else should we talk about? Uh, Oh, one of the things that I think would be interesting for listeners to hear is like your take on the business of wellness, like what you did kind of, or what you're still doing maybe to kind of build your business and some of the first things or the ways that you brainstormed, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what I want it to look like. This is what the name should be. Yeah. You know, um, Honestly, a lot of it had to do with like, and I know it sounds so hippy dippy, but like I was struggling for so long after, after my mom passed and I was like not having the best time with my acting career and like really not loving what the business stands for anymore. And like, and not, and there are so many beautiful people out there making beautiful work in our industry, in the, in the film and television and like mm-hmm. theater industry. Right. Um, but when you're kind of on this cusp of it, the work and the options for you are a bit limited until you get past that cusp now. Yeah. But I never would fully embrace myself enough to like get past that cusp. And I, I really had to do some soul searching because I was like, why are you not working to get past this? Why are you still blocking? Why are you not going to this call? Why are you not doing this? And a lot of it just came down to like, I'm not passionate about it anymore. And I I had to admit that and kind of let go of that part of me. Mm-hmm. Like full on mourn it, like a death. Yeah. Cause maybe in your eyes, it was like, am I giving up? Am, am yeah. I, like, I mean, I tied yeah. so much of my identity to that person. Yeah. You know, I used to be the person people would be like, you always know what you wanted to do. I don't know what I want to do. And I'd be like, just figure it out. But then yeah. like, I became that person where I was like stripped away and I was like, what am I? What do I want to do? What do I love? And yeah. it spent a year of just like going through things kind of doing some like mundane jobs, just like let my brain just like figure it out. My body figure it out, take care of myself. Yeah. And at one point I just decided that I was like, I'm going to let it flow. I'm going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to trust whatever comes into my space. And sure enough, just things would happen. And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, this connects to this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, or aware, Oh, this will, you know, and like I have, I make these earrings, which were both. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. She um, gave me a, a pair of these amazing. Are they made out of wood? They're made out of poly- polymer clay. Oh, clay. So they're like very like, yeah, I know. I like that. They're yeah. like texture is very smooth. Yeah. The texture is really smooth. So um, yeah, I love these earrings and I like kind of did some color theory with them and I made them for my friends here and there, but like, it was just like a passion project. Yeah. And then, um, I started like, 
combining like just it's like I still even looking back on it, I'm like how did it even happen yeah but it just was so natural and organic and I was like well I really love styling and I love this and I do this and I had a conversation with my dad and he's like yeah you have a gift you should pursue it like you can give this to people yeah. and learn so much and encourage them and so it kind of just came together but one thing that was strange was that everyone's like you need to incorporate the jewelry like everybody kept saying like jewelry needs to be a part of it Mm-hmm. it still isn't quite fully a part of it, but I will say yeah. as my creative side, mm-hmm. it fed my creativity. Yes. And so I think that's important. It is. And it's important to say that because that creativity was nurtured and fed yeah. and I was able to like put into my work, that energy and that time yeah. in essence, yeah. um, which made it fun and yeah. easy and and now it's like a thing and like just one thing after another just keeps happening and it's yeah. beautiful. And I, that's how you know it's that's your path. so great. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, I think it's so true. Like when you are going through a transition or when you're trying to build something, it doesn't have to be like black and white. Like think of it almost as a painting. You know, you start out with an idea, then you might sketch it. Then you put that sketch onto a canvas and then yeah. you start like, playing around with the paint and then you're like, Oh, I didn't like that color. I'm going to like do this color instead. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be like a blueprint. It could just be kind of like a constantly moving project. And until yeah. you're at the end of that painting and you're like, all right, I'm going to put my signature on it at this point, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think there's some, the cool thing about learning about personality spectrums and colors mm-hmm. is like a lot of people think like that. Mm-hmm. Just normally. And I think yeah. we're forced by society to be like, you need to know the beginning, the middle, the end. Yeah. And it needs to look like this. And I think that really kind of limits our creativity. It does. Yeah. And I, it I doesn't give you room to experiment with yourself, you no. know, cause you don't know what's going to work in the beginning of the process yeah. and, you know, not failing, but like trying things that maybe don't work as part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, and letting go of things that don't serve you. Mm-hmm. Like if it doesn't serve your practice or serve what you're doing or then you have to be like nothing personal, but you're moving out like, mm-hmm. and just get rid of it and like bring space, make space for like new ideas and new yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been so fun. I know. It's been so fun. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. And what's your handle? AuraWare. AuraWare. NYC. NYC. Cool. Well, all right. Check Susanna out on (laughs) AuraWare. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been so much fun. It has been really fun. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as we have. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye.